0: same time and time again, it's just quality.
1: Touchline Takes. In certain terms, a better combination than Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, this. Oh gosh. Touchline Takes. Podcast. Excuse me. let's see i mean i feel like all the new year's resolutions are so basic right like go to the gym right. eat better don't drink as much alcohol um, oh, like do crack Yeah, <laughs> it actually might be i mean it seems like the alcohol and other stuff isn't isn't working anymore so Mm, the stronger stuff. That's like the stronger stuff. When MLS isn't
0: working, it's like ah, I gotta follow the weirdest lower level team I could possibly find that has less than ten fans. Exactly. It's different. Ugh. Yeah,
1: just gotta find them and and take them out. Um, yeah. But you you want to know what my biggest New Year's resolution is? I do. And and, and and this is one I think for both of us. Oh. Is to record more for Touchline takes that's probably a good start yeah we should probably get on that one we probably Um, should
0: yeah you know what we'll do that but you you got any other good ones i want to know
1: you want to know yeah let's see um i don't know i'm i'm weird with new year's resolutions i feel like i feel like if you want to change something you can do it in july just as much as you can in january so it's like for me like i'm like new year's resolutions like well like if if i want to change something i could have like six months ago why did i have to wait until the new year to be able to do that um so i don't know that's that's the way i kind of look at that and you, you I, have no new year's resolutions is what you're saying. i have, I have zero new year's yeah, resolutions you just, you, t- you just took a really long way to get there but got nothing <laughs> i got nothing there, there's no new year new me it's probably New Year worse me, to be honest mm. with you. Well, I'm trying to be better. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Um, mine is I,
0: I like haven't been to the doctor in a little while, so I'm like, mm. it's probably about time to set up an appointment. Uh, mm. so now I know that I've ha- said it out loud. and It's going to be on the internet. Now it, I have it's... to really hold myself accountable,
1: <laughs> or I could just edit that part out. That way you're or that, you're yeah. safe. I could do that. Yeah. I could go back oh. in and just take it out little little self care that's what i'm going for i like that yeah i i mean yeah. i don't even think i have a doctor here in cleveland oh what <laughs> about been... the cleveland clinic isn't that a thing <laughs> it is it is a thing and it it's actually a big thing around here i didn't realize until i moved here like how big the cleveland clinic like is like not just here but like worldwide All so right, this is
0: a weird and this has nothing to do with soccer but is
1: the mayo clinic also from ohio like how the fuck the mayo yeah uh like, no you have the I'm... cleveland clinic and you have university hospitals so uh is really big as well i need this
0: oh it's based out of rochester okay never mind anyways uh on the soccer before this becomes a healthcare podcast um so rundown real quick folks just so like you you know where to skip to um there will be no timestamps, so you're gonna have to make a good guess on this but yeah i have faith
1: you have faith I think they can figure it out, unless we go out of order, and then uh, we're really fucked.
0: Could do a doozy. Um, so we're gonna do a little, you know, uh, end of USL season closeout, and a little talk of next Mm -hmm. season, uh, the current year of 2024 season. Let's Uh, go talk a little USL Super League. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of you know do a mishmash of USL Championship, League One, and uh, Super League. As the Super League does kick off this year, mm-hmm. and, and then we're, we're gonna see what the heck's going on in Nisa. It's uh, somehow still a league. Uh,
1: they're, they are treading water, they you are say that
0: every year, and we every
1: single year, somehow they're treading water every year. So, uh, <laughs> good for them know. consistency, right? They're they're consistent, gotta appreciate yeah, that
0: consistently treading water so like they're they're actually really it's actually really impressive
1: because like if you can tread water for a while then i mean you got good stamina it. right You your conditioning is is really well like they must be going to the doctor um yeah. if, if they're they able doing, to yeah,
0: they're doing better than me.
1: They're, they're getting their health exam it, nisa uh, is doing better than cameron that's yeah. basically what we just realized and then we're
0: gonna do a whole you know, recap of what's going on with the U.S. Open Cup and the uh, drama between it, the MLS, and the soccer community as a whole. And then we got a little uh, a little tidbit at the end just to tell you about some of our, our plans. I mean, it's in a, in a way, it's like a New Year's resolution. So we'll, yeah. we'll get there. We'll, get, we'll there get there at the end. Um, but you got to stick around for that. And it's so juicy.
1: It's uh, so good. This is we... definitely not clickbait at all. Nope. No, what we should do is we should put it somewhere in the middle. We should just oh, yeah. randomly it's like an Easter drag. You gotta find it. You anyway. gotta find it. We'll... Because, nah, because... We'll,
0: we'll do it at the end. We'll do it end. Nah, so if you want to right. skip to the end, good for you. Go for it. I don't care. Right. Uh so with a with ah. a bit of hydration in both of us, uh let's start it off. Let's do this USL season kicking off 2024. Uh, you know, I think I'll I'll keep going back to our statements post Uh, Or maybe like middle of 2020, we were very Mm -hmm. worried how many clubs would continue to stick around in USL, what things would look like for the league. Um, We've been surprised, I think, the last couple of years to find, you know, not that many teams have dropped out and we continue to get new announcements. But this year we do have to say goodbye to two dear clubs of the USL championship.
1: Carl, what clubs are those? You have Rio Grande Valley, um, RGV. Uh, Unfortunately, they are no longer able to continue. I think it was finances. I think that's what we kind of determined. It wasn't really clear in their statement. It wasn't really clear in kind of their announcement while they were doing this, they were just ceasing all operations and, um, you know, that's unfortunate. It was always fun seeing them, especially play San Antonio. There's a big rivalry there and those matches were always intense. Um, I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs like two years ago or something like that. Um, so they're, they, they were always competitive. They're always right in there. I mean, never towards the top of the league, but definitely, um, had a good culture there um in that part and it is unfortunate to see those clubs kind of fold because of course we always talk about community and you know it's really hard to to kind of bring all these people together and then just see it just kind of dissolve and almost suddenly I, i feel like when it comes to these finances it kind of becomes sudden um But there was them, and then unfortunately, this is the one that gets under everybody's skin is uh, San Diego. Uh, Yes,
0: a very different set of circumstances for their demise.
1: Yeah, much like we saw with St. Louis a couple years ago, right? Um, Kind of, you know, the MLS is moving into town. Uh, This town ain't big enough for the both of us, as the MLS would say. And um, it's kind of, you know making that move to the mls which i mean san diego is a great community right you spent some time there cameron last year yeah. and i mean you saw a couple I saw a game i saw you a, saw game. a yeah. game um and i mean you can speak to just kind of the the soccer soccer culture there and kind of what the yeah. fans were like
0: i i think uh it was very telling when i went to a watch party for one of their games at a, a, a local brewery i think it was Alesmith. Uh, brewing and like it was packed, man. They had the whole second floor, second floor of the brewery to uh themselves, and it was a it was a packed crowd. You know, a ton of families there. Um, I think you know, I think there were a lot of things that could have worked Mm -hmm. out for San Diego long term to becoming a you know, uh, a, a staple of the USL Championship. Um, right. I think there were some things working against them though that prevented them from moving on with uh the MLS team coming to town. I mean, they didn't have their own stadium. Right. The ticket prices were oddly expensive because of that fact. Uh I think the the school that they were playing at, I'm trying to remember. I think it was San Diego State, something like that, which believe mm-hmm. is a private school, so the, you know, they were charging a good chunk of change uh as a cut of each ticket sold, so their t- the tickets were more expensive as a result. Um you know, they they tried I think i'm not nobody's really sure but it seems like sort of last minute to keep the branding going with the new mls team yeah i think they were asking for too much money something like that so it never really uh came to fruition but i think you know uh they had the supporter culture they had Mm -hmm. on field success they even had some big names like landon donovan uh in in the squad not the squad the team uh office in general the branding was good um like I said, the supporters were good, and they probably would have kept coming. But I think with MLS drawing eyeballs away from them, and uh, you know the lack of revenue coming from not owning their stadium, it was just right. They didn't really have another choice, unfortunately. And I, I you no. know, I think the one thing that is forgotten is that there actually still is a lower league team in San Diego. Allegedly, Albion San Diego will continue on in NISA. So I think uh, it'll be. In, I mean, it's different, right? It's not like right. a team oh, that has eight thousand odd fans coming a, a game you know maybe a few more a few less um right. I think it'll be it would be much easier to tell if they weren't to go from 8,000 a game to 4,000 with MLS coming to town whereas Albion mm-hmm. San Diego I'm not even sure how many supporters they get a game you know probably less than a thousand if more than a couple hundred I'd also be surprised right so um I don't know I think uh recently there was a post by the supporters group the Loyals and uh I think think they sort of backed out on their original anti-MLS and now they're oh well this is their their opportunity to switch it up and now they're going to go support the the MLS team and I think a lot of people are calling them out for that but I don't really I don't blame them it's un- no. it's definitely unfortunate but you know it's it's the way it goes, at least they still have a team, unlike the uh previously announced uh, Rio Grande Valley. You know, there's it, no one really left for them, so it,
1: and that's the thing: like, as much as we sit on here and we harp MLS, and as as awful as a situation like this is that MLS is taking away from the lower leagues and the USL, at the end of the day, soccer is still soccer, right? And San Diego still has a soccer culture there that they can build off from. Um, it, it really does get under my skin and piss me off that it seems like the MLS only comes into these communities after there's already been an established kind of soccer culture built there. Um, It it seems like they don't want to do the hard work. And And that's not solely an
0: MLS thing too. I mean, we have to say that USL is uh, not, uh, you know, clean of doing this themselves. Like Jacksonville technically. They're doing that right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chattanooga, another example. And I'm sure there's more. I just can't really place one right now. Um I know right. there would be like for instance, amateur teams would argue that USL has done this frequently to them. Milwaukee is a good example of that. Uh, mm-hmm. New Orleans seems like it could be, although we don't really know sometimes I feel like What's if they work there? with the lower level team, like there's the New Orleans Justers. If they work with them, like I think that's different. And I think that's the same thing for like Milwaukee. Like there's the uh torrent that's kind of annoyed that mm-hmm. they're not working with them. But you know I, anyways so yeah i think to your general point of mls seems to use usl and perhaps nisa as like a uh like a petri dish to see how things work out in different parts right. of the country i think you're totally correct
1: I, and i mean even with the demise, I shouldn't say the word demise, but kind of these clubs dissolving, um, we're seeing a lot of clubs enter. And I, I think yep. if we actually look at the real numbers, there's probably more clubs going into the USO than they're coming out, which um, if I know anything about basic math, like that's mm-hmm. that's we're good. I'm not sure you do, but. <laughs> it's, it's still, the jury's still out on that one. But um, so you have clubs like Rhode Island, which by the way, Building a new stadium supposed to be awesome. Their their kit, their crest, everything they're doing right now to kind of go off, build in that community, amazing. I they just signed a head coach, too, not that long ago, Kano Smith, did? pretty sure. Who
0: I think so, yeah. I'm familiar with, actually. He went to, he's he has a main connection. He played mm-hmm. for MCI in high school uh, and then went on to play for the New England Revolution and coached multiple teams. Um, I think recently Birmingham is one of them. Mm-hmm. He also is on another squad. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, so I think they've got a you're right. They've got a good operation going stadium looks like it's in a good location. Exactly. Uh, it's been, I think, a little controversial, uh, but, you know, I think most of these pro- stadium projects are not oh, uh, yeah. free of They're... controversy. So that's not exactly new.
1: You got that one. And if we want to talk about some promotion, I'm using the, the quote unquote air True. quotes with this one, uh, North Carolina, um, there will be joining yep. the USL championship after winning league one last year. But um, I think that's going to be a great move for them. Uh, we always talk about sort of that North Carolina, South Carolina kind of soccer community with Charleston, Chattanooga, like like of its own right there right i mean Chattanooga's gets in tennessee but it's it's yeah, in that, that, general, that general general area southeast you know central southeast area right so um that's just another one you know adding to just and this is just the usl championship right like this right. isn't even the rest of the usl which you know you still got more news from that um you already mentioned jacksonville um i think jacksonville they're are they going to be league 1 is that what kind of was decided on or is it still the jury still out on that one? Sorry, could you repeat that question? <laughs> Jacksonville, League oh, One.
0: Y- no, they're I think they're going are they championship. championship? Are yeah. they going championship? I'm pretty sure they're going championship. Uh, and they've got to compete with the Armada, who seems to have a stadium plan now in downtown. So
1: oh, they are championship and the Super League yeah. as well. So. Yeah okay interesting so i mean you just have so many clubs coming in coming out um not coming out especially which is good um and then texoma is that how you pronounce that texoma yep Yep. on the the area you know pretty obviously
0: between uh combining texas and oklahoma Mm -hmm. i'm not sure the like the actual city that they're planning on being out of. I'm not even sure if that's fully announced yet, but uh we can probably do a quick verification just to make sure we're not saying anything our here. Um
1: uh, and, and I think we decide Jacksonville's last we heard Jacksonville's 2025. There's been no right. new um the latest thing I think they released their like crest and like motto and stuff like that, which was like last month only like a couple weeks ago. I think it was right before the holiday season. Um,
0: yeah, they, I mean, they're pretty frequently posting on Twitter. I mean, However, they're not really posting updates on the club. It's mostly just like soccer-related tweets. I've seen them right. post about mm-hmm. United States men's national team watch parties, women's national team watch parties, mm-hmm. uh, and so on and so forth. So, you know, they're active at least, and I think that's what's important. I mean, sometimes we see things – uh where these teams announced they have received franchise rights yada yada and then they're kind of radio silent for a while so i think it's still nice to see them tweeting even if it's not updates on their progress
1: and i think it's kind of that um i don't know weird period after you announce a club before you actually start and can get like to signing players that you you have to do these events within the community can kind of get your name out there and be like hey guess what like we have a You know, professional soccer club that's coming to Jacksonville in like a year and a half or less than that. So um, I think that's good. They're out in the community and they're showing they're out in the community too. Like it's that radio silence. I can't remember what club it was. Was it in Nisa? Was it Syracuse or something that didn't announce like their players and everybody was like, yeah, yeah. was
0: like, announce, (laughs) announce, announce. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, everybody (laughs) would. You're totally right about that. Um, I did also want to bring back up when we're talking about Texoma joining uh, USL League One, they are going to be temporarily playing out of Bearcat Stadium, uh, which is, well, actually, let's see where this is. I'm pretty sure it's in Sherman, Texas. Okay. Um. Yeah. So that is at. Let's see what you know. I'm pretty sure this is a university. Um. Anyways, yeah, that's where they're going to be playing. In Sherman, okay. Texas. And Sherman is Where's... just to give you some figures. I was going to say where is Sherman? I am unfamiliar. That's a town of about 44,000. So I think that is firmly the second smallest USL market uh and just like the actual city size wow. uh with Statesboro, Georgia, where Tormenta play being the absolute smallest. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's no, tiny. I think, these are good experiments. I think, you know, uh, Portland, Maine will be similar. It's not, a, it's not a huge city. Um, you know, maybe 70,000 with right. a couple hundred thousand, if not more around the area. So mm-hmm. I think the smaller they go with these USL league one markets, the better. Um, cause I think that's how it'll fill up long-term, right? Like it oh, yeah. should eventually be very regional and the, you know, the bigger markets, like say Richmond um i know brooklyn is going to come into usl league one we can talk about that a little bit too those ones i imagine will eventually be make their way championship and could you know depending on how usl structures themselves Mm -hmm. like a lot of people theorize there's going to be a usl premiere at certain point so that might take the biggest markets like tampa um miami if they who knows uh san antonio uh maybe new orleans and that could have like a brooklyn too if they do show that they're promising they've got the right stadium set up and then you'll have like the kind of medium-sized markets like maybe um who would be a good medium-sized market probably like a richmond actually would be a good medium-sized market um if they ever got like a cleveland team that would probably be a medium-sized market and then you'd have like all these League One teams that are like the smaller, like, you know, you could have Burlington, uh, right. some, something in like Manchester, New Hampshire, so on and so forth, you know, where those smaller markets fit in. And I think Texoma is a
1: great example of that. As it will fit really well right inside of there. Um, and I mean, it's like you you lose a team in Texas, you're adding a team in Texas, you know what I mean? I right. think that, that even itself, out. I'm not sure how close Sherman is to like, that area of san antonio and more southern texas but
0: i mean everything in texas seems to be uh really far away from each other so (laughs) close
1: is probably like very uh relative (laughs) in this
0: scenario it's it's uh it's kind of like a a northeast texas like bordering on central texas so interesting it's probably still a good a good long ways away um i know there's like this is getting a little off the rails uh pun not intended but there's like that whole high-speed rail project that they're trying to do in Texas that would connect mm-hmm. the major metropolitan areas. So, you know, maybe eventually it'll it goes, be really easy to be a soccer a fan in Texas.
1: Right. Uh, right now, not so much. There's a lot of driving uh, involved. It's There's a lot of travel, a lot of driving involved. Um, But at least they're getting – I guess they're getting out of those kind of bigger market-type areas, like you said. It's a cool experiment to see how yeah. this goes. Um, speaking, speaking of that, um,
0: I think there's actually – there's been a lot of speculation and for a while we've talked about like Fort Worth potentially becoming a market. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think originally people were thinking that the former owner of the Austin bold was going to plan to move there. But I okay. haven't really heard a whole lot. So yeah, that one been kind of remains radio silent be...
1: for a while, at least for yeah. the last year.
0: So we're, we're, we're still looking at basically just El Paso, San Antonio holding
1: it down. And then this new team Texoma. And I feel like I'm not forgetting another Texas team, but. I no. Be. I mean, in that area, it's not Texas, but you have Arkansas as well. Yeah, It's going to be coming into the fold, which um it just says Northwest Arkansas. I don't think they had like it's very, very early stages of what do they call it? Like Arcan- USL Arkansas. So there's like no exact.
0: Yeah, it's like a, a group that wants to. I'm not sure if there's been a formal like uh like USL grants them franchise rights like it seems like these these usually start up as like potential groups right and then it's right WSL awards
1: them uh well I feel like they they award them the well they announced they announced the exclusive partnership right they do like the partnership
0: thing to like mm -hmm. see search it out see if it actually makes sense and then once they've got an ownership group and they're ready to go then they do the whole franchise awarding and then figure we, it out from everyone there. kind of just waits around and hopes that they actually kick a ball. So <laughs> uh so I think the northwest Arkansas one is particularly interesting as that area mm-hmm. is growing fairly rapidly. Um it's yeah. it's kind of all based around Bentonville, where our uh Walmart is based out of. So it's been growing a lot. I think there's also is that where the University of Arkansas is? Fayetteville, Fayetteville.
1: Fayetteville yeah. is where it is, which is, I mean, as I think it's sort of shown, a lot of the excitement around like the growth of soccer in this country stems around like millennials and the younger generation. So yeah. being in kind of a more college type area, um, I think would be, I mean... I can only imagine it's gonna help the growth if they do end up planting roots down there. Um Yeah. And
0: I think, you know, the one thing we talk about uh in particular is that in college towns it's not always easy to uh expect that like that's gonna help a USL team. Um right. ideally having a younger demographic helps, but the USL season also takes place. For the most part during uh the summer break the summer for college yep. students. So uh, yeah, I think true. you have to you have to kind of hope that, you know, these are areas where college students stick around or where, you know, they decide to live long term. Mm-hmm. I could see Northwest Arkansas maybe not being one of those necessarily since, you know, it's not exactly the hub for for recently graduated college students. Um, right. it is growing fast though, and I think a lot of that growth usually is down to families moving in. So, mm-hmm. um, U.S.L. is also very family friendly, so that could help as well. I do think it's it's uh been listed in some places as one of the fastest growing regions in the United States. Uh, I think it's recently broken to the top one hundred largest metropolitan areas. Oh wow! Um, oh, well, and I- the U.S.L. does say- seem to be kind of tapping into the like. 75 to 100 in terms of the largest metropolitan areas um like i think portland is somewhere around there like 90 something or somewhere around there so right similar markets which is good um but yeah so not too much to say about that right now uh that's just one to kind of monitor here and uh another one to monitor as we mentioned is brooklyn fc uh that's allegedly joining in 2025 i think one of the biggest questions uh, around brooklyn is not necessarily the seriousness of the group um as they already own a couple teams in italy so they're familiar with soccer and it's an investment group as well so they're not just uh, a vanity project allegedly right. Um the biggest question will be where will they play yeah um not easy and as we've seen even when you have more money than god uh nyc uh not necessarily easy to get a stadium built in New York City directly.
1: It it would it would have to be at the a college. I, I can't yeah. or at least to start. I mean, it, right. it depends. I think it depends to see how the growth goes. Um, but if if it was that imp- nearly impossible for NYCFC to find any sort of room in that area to build a stadium and they're, you know, basically funded by Manchester City, like I can't imagine how difficult it's gonna be for a usl league one side to try to find some sort of land that's in the general vic- vicinity to build a stadium so it might have to be a lot of playing at co- a college around there somewhere um i know hofstra's around there i'm trying to yeah, think of other colleges uh,
0: cosmos used to play at hofstra so that's yeah, yeah that's a potential uh ground i know that uh Queensboro was trying to play at york college when they were not just uh you know when they were more of a a solid club and we thought that they were actually going to join the league but Queensboro now appears to be mostly dead um so that was that was another potential area so you know i think we'll continue to monitor um this club as well it seems like a great idea for usl to see if they can still get something to work in new york city it's too big of a market to not give it a shot and if anything uh new york city is one of the markets that can should be able to support more than a couple clubs especially you know one that's not looking to pack in 20k fans into a stadium you know if brooklyn oh, yeah. can consistently get eight to ten thousand i think that's a success for usl definitely um and uh, as we mentioned they do own the ownership group which is a north six group they also operate uh, Ascoli FC and Campo Basso FC uh, over in Italy. Um, I think they are Serie B and D, uh, respectively. So um, they do have some experience. And as we've seen with uh, these these multi, multi-team ownership groups, mm-hmm. um, they tend to be pretty serious about what they're doing. So we will see.
1: Yeah, I'm excited about that one. But I think the one... I might be most excited about because it seems like they're really throwing all their plans out there. Is Milwaukee? Yeah. Um. I just uh, the the renderings of that stadium to just kind of the sort of backing and funding. It seems like they have a significant amount of funding behind starting this. They have the city support. So mm-hmm. I think Ader Wilt is actually semi involved. I mean, I know he still
0: has his other responsibilities, but
1: mm-hmm. no. Um it just seems like this is a perfect spot to kind of see. And I mean, you, you kind of, with forward Madison, you kind of saw like how excited people in around the Milwaukee area, around the Wisconsin area are about the sport. And I think moving another club in there is just going to showcase that even more. Um, I'm, I'm looking over right now, the renderings and the pictures of the stadium and, it, it it looks like it's got a city backdrop on like one of the ends. It looks like probably seven eight thousand capacity stadium, um, which I think is perfect for the USL. It might be a little bit more for a club that's just starting. Yeah, it says eight thousand seat stadium. Um, I don't know, man. It, it says they'll begin play next year. Who knows when the stadium's going to be done? But um, yeah, and I think that you know. Uh, if they do
0: see some construction blocks, it's probably all related to. I think they're working on on removing uh one of the interstates okay. in Milwaukee. I can't um I can't think of the exact like number, but mm-hmm. I know that's one of the big projects right now. Milwaukee is trying to reclaim some like downtown area, and it's it's been like popular in some ways and unpopular in others. Um, unpopular because. There are a lot of individuals who believe that you know they won't be able to afford the new housing built there, and that essentially the only thing that'll happen from removing the interstate is just making their commute more difficult if they have to commute into downtown Milwaukee. So right. um, it's a little bit of both. I mean, people obviously love highway removal projects. They've been very successful in some places. Um, I think like Chicago is an example, and uh, uh, Boston as well, which you know we both spent some time in. And right. We- and you know anyone who's been to boston practically has experienced you know how nice it was that they finished that project no matter how over budget it went but the new greenway that you know uh borders between like the downtown area of boston and the north end is is beautiful and mm-hmm. you know definitely does kind of improve the fabric of the city so um, you know, a new stadium, some new walkable neighborhoods potentially. And, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of retail flaring in there too. Could mm-hmm. make for, for a nice uh, experience for the the new club going in there. I mean, we've for seen sure. like uh, Colorado Springs, they've got a nice downtown stadium. Spokane working on the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally go to Tampa Bay Rowdies games, which are, it's not a new stadium by any means, but Al uh, Lang is right like downtown St. Pete. Yeah. So it's just a perfect game day experience as well so yeah i mean i think milwaukee so far is doing things right and it's just a matter of them kicking a ball and i think that's like that's kind of the theme lately is that we're really just waiting on some great markets to to kick in like milwaukee uh we just talked about brooklyn um new orleans was announced a while ago we haven't heard Mm -hmm. too too much uh, and then Jacksonville, which seems to be one of the more serious of the bunch as well. So those are some um, huge markets for for USL to gain, especially after losing San Diego. So yeah. um, soccer wars just continue, man. And it's I think, uh, pew pew. you know, we'll we'll get into it. But, you know, there's some teams that are, are coming into MLS Next Pro. And that's that's becoming the real competition between USL and, and
1: MLS Next Pro. No, um, for sure. Um, I mean the soccer wars are going on within the men's side and the women's, the side, women's too. side. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the USL Super League kicking off this year. Um, we've talked about many times on here about hmm. kind of how the NWSL is at a very pivotal point in its existence. Uh you had all the sort of scandals um unfortunately that were going on over the last couple of years. Um and you've seen the growth of the, you know, women's leagues over in Europe just exponentially just explode over the last oh, yeah. I, I would say two or three years. Um I think I've just, seen some discussions and a lot of people are thinking that
0: uh the NW, NWSL has kind of squandered some of the the lead that they had uh between the other sure. leagues. Although new uh media deal that might change some of that for nwsl they have a massive new deal i'll get some of the details while carl continues his rant
1: yeah so i think the nwsl is at a very pivotal point um and now with the entrance of the usl super league um i think there's even more competition stateside um for them uh yeah. some of the some of the markets that are kicking off within the Super League, Carolina, Dallas, Fort Lauderdale, Lexington, Phoenix, Spokane, Tampa, Tucson, Washington, all big markets. These aren't, you know, tiny soccer markets that they're really breaking ground in. Um, And some of them already have that kind of NWSL uh, established there. I think DC has a team. Um, Trying to think, does does Dallas have an NWSL team? Uh Dallas, I don't know. Also, if you can hear, I have a
0: cat in the background that's very curious about uh getting out of the room, so um <laughs> I might have to tend to that in a second, but I don't think Dallas has I don't think one. they do. I think that's part of the uh that's like a big part of this question with with USL Super League coming in is is how quickly can they capture some of those markets that uh NWSL has been sort of slow to. Right. Um so, for example, like there's going to be a new team in Fort Lauderdale, which apparently is starting this year, which is shocking crazy. to me since we haven't really heard much about them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think what's helping in NWSL is, as I mentioned, this new uh, four year rights deal, which will be with ESPN, CBS Prime and Scripps. Uh, and the deal is supposedly worth uh, 240 million to the league Scripts, over four baby. years. Let's go. So, pretty and then uh the it's a massive increase from the three-year 4.5 million agreement that was previously in place with CBS and I am quoting ESPN here just to be clear M- maybe
1: um, maybe I should watch what I say on the NWSL since my yeah. corporate company that I work for <laughs> is part of uh
0: part of the that deal. deal
1: but um so,
0: yeah I mean 240 million I mean uh let's see how many current NWSL teams will there be because i know boston's coming back soon
1: right where are they playing that's a great question and i think uh that's
0: another like in terms of places where it's been a struggle to get a stadium uh boston is certainly one of them as the revs have struggled with that for a while seems to be some good movement in that direction but anyways back to the original question at hand um so in 2024 i think there will be There should be twelve, maybe thirteen teams. Another, maybe a fourth team coming in. Okay. Uh, It's a healthy league. But so let's see. Let me do some quick maths. Okay.
1: Uh, two hundred forty million. I on you. Divided by twelve. It's twenty million per team. So
0: that's a. That's, that's a, a pretty a, hefty that's a uh, healthy increase from the 4.5 million deal that they had for three years. Um, you know, definitely a lot more revenue going to the teams. So I think that, like, the distinction that I'm, I, I think I'm trying to make is that even though USL Super League is vying for Division One sanctioning, mm-hmm. um, they may struggle financially. to... Yeah to be on that level uh they may be able to capture those markets as we talked about but um proving financially to be at the yeah. same level as as nwsl may be a struggle for the next couple of years depending on what kind of markets they pick up how much interest there is so on and so forth so right. I um,
1: mean, you know they did initially want to go division two and i i can see why they didn't but uh... it might have been a good start i mean i they probably didn't foresee this type of broadcast rights deal happening either because i mean i think cbs had the nwsl before i'm not sure what their original deal was that they've been with them on but uh yeah gate receipts are a drop in a bucket compared to uh 20 million dollars a year just from broadcast rights so that's gonna be uphill battle i still i'm excited to watch you know like you said what these clubs do in those markets the nwsl really hasn't captured yet um so i it's there's a lot of positive mention
0: two two new teams joining um that i forgot about bay fc uh out of the san francisco area and uh utah royals as well so that that brings the league to 14 wow utah so my quick maths are already wrong um yes i'm not gonna recalculate recalculate uh let's see that was (laughs) 240 million now divided by 14. Oh, actually that's over four years. So divided by four. All right. We're doing some, some good math All right. and that's 60 million. So now let's divide that by 14. Okay. That's 4.2 million uh, a year per team. So that's a lot less than uh, what I said, <laughs>
1: but that was also over four years rather <laughs> than one, but still <laughs> that's a, it's a good chunk of change. The 20 million sounded great. I, I, I was, I was going to ride with that one. I mean, Hopefully, they want to too. See, so, on touchline takes, we do the math. So, uh, we, we that's boy welcome. math right there. We just yeah. did some boy math.
0: Uh, but yeah, okay. So, you know, I think it, it's going to be an interesting season. So, uh, the USL Super League is to start in August of
1: this year. We're, so it starts in oh August. Oh, God. And hold on. Sorry. There's a cat. Right, that's just just mad loud. I'm going to let him right. out. Yeah. Go get your cat. Um, while Cameron takes care of his cat, uh, my week was great. You know, I uh I did a lot this week. I worked a lot. Um, my hours oh, were all over the week. place. Yes, I did. Oh, I forgot you still had the airpods in and you could you could oh, hear, yeah, everything hear everything I was saying. saying. Um intermission's sure over.
0: Yeah, intermission's over. Let's uh let's take a dive into the dark side. We're gonna
1: Oh my god. I, I need I needed the break just to like clear my head before we talk about this.
0: Real quick, actually I did wanna uh lead with the team list that will be taking place in the usl super league starting in august we'll we'll get there again and there might be some changes to this i hope not but uh carolina dallas fort worth fort lauderdale lexington phoenix spokane tampa bay tucson and washington dc uh potential new teams coming along eventually uh they say 2025 but i think that's still up for debate uh chattanooga jacksonville indy uh, Madison, and Oakland. So they're quickly uh, adding to their their team list um, definitely a lot faster than NWSL did. Yeah. Um, once again, some quick maths, that's... Don't fuck it up. That's 14 teams that should allegedly be around by 2025, so as many as NWSL has, with sights set on getting a lot more of the current USL teams to uh, add a Super League team to their their collection so uh on to nisa carl how is this league still around i don't get
1: it i i have no idea man honestly like i'm happy and that's great no clue at all
0: like this is like (laughs) i think even the biggest nisa insider if we ask them to come up with a list of the teams that will be competing this year They'd be like, well, man, I mean, like, uh, I've got a lot of info and I think it's these teams. So there's really like no massive gap in confidence between us and somebody who is maybe as deep as possible into Nisa. Um, I guess they're going to have enough teams for sanctioning, which I believe is eight. And that means that there's going to be the addition of Capo FC, which just announced um, seems very similar to. Club de Leon, who just kind of came from doing Nisa Nation stuff to, all right, you guys from mm-hmm. Pro now, um, Irvine Zeta, right? Uh, we don't really know, there were some rumors that they got rid of their whole front office, but no one's sure, and then Arizona Monsoon, because teams in Arizona seem to work so well for Nisa.
1: Um, and then I have to give a shout out to the beyond the 90 sub stack, because honestly, I would have no idea about what's going on in Nisa if it wasn't for this guy and all the great coverage he does. Um, one of the other interesting he notes, I think this was last month, he kind of did an article on will Nisa return in 2024, um, kind of going through the list of teams and strikers FC. Which, if you guys remember, is it's kind of the reincarnation of Cal United um, that was playing kind of in the Orange County area. Um, it sounds like they might be coming back, but it's he, he believes that he doesn't know that how long they'll last because they're not really, really have a financial backing to them. Um, yeah, because that team used to be essentially the like top end team of like an academy. So there was a little more stability there. Yeah. And the strikers FC because it's called like the Cal Strikers, which is like the youth kind of travel team that plays in that yeah. Orange County area. So it looks like they're trying to revive that, but um yeah they don't really have the backing um of finances. So right but and at they the same so
0: all they play or they did play at the uh, same stadium that orange county fc did correct um so uh yeah i mean they they it's you know another case of don't on the stadium finances already shaky mm-hmm. um i mean that seemed to be the, the problem that plagued uh club day leon among other things was that they just couldn't have a stable stadium situation they either didn't have
1: the money for it or something who knows right yeah and i mean i think it's interesting that he's mentioning the michigan stars as a question mark heading into next year because i mean out of all nisa teams i think the michigan stars are the one for better or for worse that we've talked about the most on this podcast uh either albeit because of controversy or other things that was happening um but i i thought that was interesting uh the ones he has definite are la forest maryland bobcats savannah clovers um, which it's good to see Savannah uh is sticking around after their inaugural season last year. Yeah, um, that first season is, I think, in my opinion, always the most difficult because uh, it just if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and if it does, then you know, can continue to go. We'll be sad to see Chattanooga leave. um yep. they're headed parting to the MLS next Pro, yep, our favorite league in the world. Um,
0: and then don't blame them. I mean, once again, they were kind of cut out of USL, uh, by no fault of their own. Really, there might be a little bit, but not really. It's it was mostly USL said, "Oh, you're not going to play by our rules, okay? You're not joining USL. Oh, and we're also going to put a team here, so now you can't come into the league because of territory rights." So, yeah, uh, they're going to MLS Next Pro. Good for them.
1: Um. And then the uh, the winners of last year's NISA League, Flower City Union. Uh sounds like per his sources, they're heading to USL League Two. Um, yeah. which uh honestly great for them. Uh sounds like that club has big aspirations. Um, I'm really happy to see a club based in rochester new york um seeing success and being able to grow and kind of hold that growth um we talked about a lot about the rochester rhinos and kind of what happened with them with their attempt at being revived and you know those those type of markets and areas that are historic within like u.s soccer realm like it's always it's always nice to see clubs that see success and um be able to hold on to that and have their own aspirations further down um yeah it's i think at this point um
0: what we're hoping can happen with Nisa is that sort of stabilizes and becomes more of a i i think like the best place for Nisa would be if there was a division 4 pro league Mm-hmm. And it became sort of the 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 regional ground for teams to figure out their their situation and then maybe move up to USL League one. Um And I guess like looking forward, it looks like Gold Star as well might come back. No idea how uh, there were rumors <laughs> that the league was financing that club at one point. No right. idea if the original owner who owns the gold Star agency is going to stick around. um very unclear. but yeah I, it, if it continues again it continues again i
1: i really don't but but at this point is it is like are you just pro- oh, are sorry. you just like no it's uh are you prolonging like the inevit- inevitable death of this league like it, it seems
0: like the question of how many people out there just have money to burn
1: yeah know? Like, is there really any profit that any of these clubs? Most definitely not. I can't imagine there's any profit that these clubs are making. Um, I guess, yeah, it depends down to how much are you honestly losing, and if you're investing in these clubs, does it really hurt your bottom line? You know, right? It's, uh, so, it'll. I don't know. I want I I've always wanted to see Nisa succeed. I mean, and I think yeah. I can speak for both of us with this. I mean, for as long as we've done this podcast, it's, we've talked about Nisa, we've talked about our concerns, probably more our concerns than really what they've done right. Um, the fact they're still around, what, three years later, going into a, was this fourth season, number four. Um, impressive, I want to say, just because I didn't this, think there be season number five. Season number five. Yep. Um, you know, you have a pandemic in there where not a lot of people were coming um, and still they're they're kicking around. So so maybe season number five. I, I don't want to call it a turning point, but you kind of you got through. I don't want to call it a honeymoon stage because there wasn't really a lot of success with it, but you got through that sort of first four years that could make or break a league, right? Um, You've seen it when the MLS has started, tried to start new leagues that they folded within the first like four or five years just because they've realized, well, there's no profit to this. There's no point of this. So maybe that they're still kicking, like they're not dead and they can kind of, it's only up from here, but... I don't know. There, there's not yeah. a lot of positives that I feel like I can speak on after last season, besides the fact that they're still around. <laughs> no, I
0: think, you know, the best thing that could happen in Nisa is eventually having enough teams in the West that they can just split East-West completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I've also heard rumors, speaking of splits, that they will be doing a uh, sort of like a Liga Emeki-style Arpatura and Klausura. So they'll have the, you know, split season. I don't know. There's no official news on that, I think at this point. Interesting. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But Nisa, another year. Uh good luck.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> if, you're, all... if
0: you're a Nisa fan at this point, you've you've dealt with enough pain that we don't need to harp on that anymore. No. We um, we don't We but... don't have to sit on this. Some more egregious pain would be uh, the ongoing U.S. Open Cup drama. Oh, my Um, God. Being that MLS, as probably many of you already know at this point, uh, requested that their MLS Next Pro teams play in place of their senior teams, which immediately angered uh, basically everyone who's a fan of of lower league soccer and plenty of MLS uh, fans themselves who just thought, that, you know, a tournament that they were a fan of is being devalued uh, directly by MLS.
1: Yeah, no, and I think, I don't want to say we all saw the running on the wall when the MLS announced and started up MLS Next Pro, but it almost seemed like, this was trending in this direction to begin with. That yeah. I mean, there, it seems like every year the MLS is announcing a new competition, albeit the Leagues right. Cup, the Concacaf right. Champ, whatever it may be. They just make something up out of the blue, and it's just another tournament for these players. And so I, I think if the MLS was like, "Well, this is too much game time for our players, and we need to, you know, drop one of these tournaments," well, maybe you should have thought of that before you announced another <laughs> six going into this year. So it's it's just kind of. I feel like we saw the writing on the wall that they would try to pull something like this. Um, I mean, we've talked about every time the U.S. Open Cup comes around, we talk about the history of it and how historic it is and how awesome something like this really could be if the MLS just grabbed hold and marketed this better. I don't want to blame right. this on U.S. soccer because I don't think this is fully U.S. soccer's fault in this case when it comes to the U.S. Open Cup not having the publicity it should. I think at the end of the day, it's the MLSs because they don't, none of these owners, none of the clubs, the league doesn't give a shit about the U.S. Open Cup.
0: No, and I think especially if they, uh, you know, if they were doing this correctly, mm-hmm. I would say, you know, they they talk about what well, we sort of talk about it. i'm not sure if this is direct mls language but we talk about how mls next pro especially the teams like huntsville mm-hmm. um the teams that they're like even chattanooga now uh the teams that they're putting in smaller markets appear to be somewhat of a ploy to get uh fans in those markets build mls fans you know say all right now you've got mls fans i don't know how many of them there are but you know they're already yeah. a chattanooga fan and they then say oh well you know i like this mls thing that somehow they've never really heard of and now they're going to be uh an mls fan and i think that's the same hope for huntsville is that you know oh, okay all these huntsville fans they're going to become i think nashville is who they're connected to yeah so they'll become nashville fans and i think the plan was to make it as much like minor league baseball as possible to sort of build <sighs> fans up uh uh so with that said, um, I think they could have they could use the U.S. Open Cup in that way too. Like, there's no reason that they can't say, "Hey, we are uh, Houston, and you know, or or uh, Dallas FC, right?" And they're like, you know, we're gonna play your team in small Oklahoma, small town Oklahoma, or mm-hmm. somewhere around there, or even a smaller city in Texas. Like, there's no way they couldn't market that to grow their fan base. Like, come put on a good performance, put on some of their star players. I mean, right. look, I, I get it. Probably Messi isn't going to be playing against uh, some team based out of, I don't know, give me a example, Madison. Burlington, Vermont, or something like that, or like, uh, you know, Statesboro, Georgia going to play Tormenta. But uh, if you did, that's a great opportunity to, to make fans. I mean, I hate to say it, but if some casual fans go to that Tormenta game against Miami and they see Messi... Those might be new Inter Miami fans,
1: and and just think about for those clubs, that tormented club, the gate receipts, right? Like it, it like that, that, that could basically fund that club for a year, (laughs) and that's that.
0: What build some good graces with MLS, like there's right. It just seems like there's, like you said, I mean, they could also market it differently to make more money themselves at their own home games. Uh, they could right. be like, you know, I think the complaint has been, oh, the attendance is low. And it's like, well, when they're on, when they're usually Wednesday games or Tuesday games, like uh, for, the, for the majority, I think the FA Cup, a lot of those games take place, especially in the later rounds on Saturdays. They move yeah, like uh, regular Premier league games and other uh, championship league one, league two games Back. out of the way to make play- room for it.
1: Yeah, like this week, FA Cup, that's all you have this weekend is FA Cup games in, you know, the Premier League. Um, But yeah, like I I think the reason why the U.S. Open Cup isn't cared about is solely based on the MLS. Bad marketing based on the MLS. Like for the longest time, like I said, I wanted to blame U.S. soccer. I wanted to blame the Federation. I really don't think it's on them because you know why people don't want to come to these games MLS because you're playing 16 17 year olds who are on like the C team because this U- US Open Cup game is sandwiched in between a Leagues Cup game, a CONCACAF right. Camp- Champions League plus an MLS season game. You you have 5 games in a week because of yeah. all the tournaments you're playing all the games that you're playing you're going to take a month off for the leagues cup or whatever it is now Exa- exactly you know and and how like talk about uh fixture
0: congestion like yeah. the, the leagues cup was like every other day they were playing games you know and it's
1: it, it, it just it doesn't make sense like and that's it, a
0: brand new competition and then they're going to throw out they're going to say it, they're acting like the US Open Cup is something they just learned about and they're like oh geez, too many games you know uh it's a 100 year plus competition the games are like Maybe once or twice a month. Right. Like
1: let's not. So it's, it, it, you it's just created out.
0: this new competition out of
1: thin air where you're taking a month off, like you said. I mean, come on. No, none of none of that makes sense. And it it just I I I want to like the MLS. I wanna like the MLS so bad, man. I want to support it and I wanna understand it and I wanna see it grow because at the end of the day I know it's just gonna grow soccer in general in this country. Right. But they're not doing anything to grow soccer in this country all they care about is their bottom line which at the end of the day i guess it's a business right can you blame yeah and them? I, I think
0: i think they would do best to not make that so obvious and this is one of those examples where even u.s soccer said uh uh-uh, uh, no, no 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 you're not playing your your next pro teams you play your your senior squad and i think like this seems like such an easy thing for them to have right. maybe put something internal to encourage them to say all right, all right, teams. We understand the Open Cup's a lot for your squads. Like, I don't know, change the roster rules. Do something where you can pull up more of your your MLSX right. Pro players and just play as your actual team. Like, there's no reason. I maybe there's a reason they couldn't do it. I'm not. I'm not super good with the the roster rules, but no. that would have made more sense to me. Like, it. That seems like that's already what you're doing. How is it that hard for you to continue doing that and maybe do it to a more extreme level? And i I want to say saying that you don't want to do the competition
1: yeah and i mean at the end of the day applause for u.s soccer right because i think (laughs) i i think the The MLS the rare like w from u.s soccer the rare dub and i think honestly the mls went this far and tried this because of how much u.s soccer has allowed them to get away with the fact that this was a nail in the coffin and kind of like whoa that's you know it feels like always mls is towing that line with u.s soccer about yeah we're gonna move in here and wow this usl club team disappeared how did that happen like you know right. what i mean well, now it seems like they kind of get whatever they want to because i mean right.
0: look at it like we just talked about the the league's cup uh recently created a competition and already they got conca cap to say here you go here's some uh spots for the Cap champions league to whoever wins this i think runner up as well something like that like it's insane man like they're just it's... they're just rolling over to mls all the time and
1: finally finally us soccer said nah, no we're not we're is... not going to let you do that that's not going to happen and it's yeah. i don't know we we'll, we'll see what happens once the us open cup actually gets kicked off going this year um mm-hmm. but it, it's such a beautiful tournament i mean i don't need to harp and get into this again i feel like every other podcast i i'm talking about this but it just yeah. it's so unfortunate that this tournament isn't cared about enough um because it's, it's i mean it's so unique i think uh it's especially so unique.
0: the more that you talk to people especially those that have watched wrexham like they love the fact that wrexham gets an opportunity to play you know, higher tier teams, whether through promotion or just through the FA Cup, through the FA Cup, that yeah. starting to get more like relevance in the general consciousness. So, uh, well, and then, you know, what's just happened recently, the NBA in-season tournament. That was yeah. how many times did you hear uh, uh Adam Silver, right?
1: I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How many times yep. do you hear Adam Silver say, oh, well, in England they have, in England they have, in Europe they have these cups, you know? It's just on and these on and treatments. on. Yeah, And so I think that also got more people aware of how these things happen. I mean, obviously with the NBA, there's only one tier they can possibly do that with, but the the like right. familiarity of some sort of secondary competition taking place during the season um, was definitely introduced to a lot more people.
1: Yeah, it, it's, you know, I, I think it's just the MLS's fault you know, if you're worried about your players getting too much game time, well, maybe you shouldn't have added all these tournaments. If you're worried about your players yeah. getting too much game time, well, maybe you should figure out the roster rules and not be so handicapped. Um not I can't have imagine the playoffs
0: last for uh you know multiple months. Oh my
1: god, that best of five I series now, man. I forgot that, or about best the of playoffs. Three? <laughs> yeah, like th- that first round being a like best of three or whatever. Like, what is this shit, man? Like,
0: what are uh... we doing? I don't know, like, man. I mean, it's like not only do they already have way too many teams making the playoffs in MLS. Now you're having to make them take more. Like you can't, you just, I, I think the general point we're trying to make here is they can't complain about fixture congestion. Right. When MLS has done nothing to show that they are, are trying to limit their fixtures themselves. No, no, no. They're trying to make other competitions themselves, but something that they don't control they're not
1: they don't really want to participate in anymore it, it, it's just it's insane really i mean at, it's quality over quantity right like for some yeah. reason mls thinks it's quantity like the more games you have the more eyes you're gonna get the more money you're gonna make no like it, it, like people want to watch quality soccer and when you're having to you know rest I, I think in the u.s open cup final i don't even think Messi played, and like it, it's just like so. you know If you want to showcase your star players, especially your star players in the league or that are, like, 35, 36 years old, you don't want as many games because, you know, you might sell out, you know, Inter-Miami playing uh, Chicago Fire. But do you think Messi's going to really be playing that day? Messi might play half the games a season if you're lucky. You know what I mean? Like, it's... (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, now, I mean, we should also mention they just picked up Luis Suarez, so it it really is becoming... like The meme just continues with them becoming Barcelona, but...
1: They're they're going to have four guys on that roster. Who else are they going to be able to afford? Or is the MLS going to look the other way with this whole new rules? Hopefully. Get rid of the designated player and all that shit. Also, speaking of which, totally forgot, but uh, all
0: this talk about cup competitions, new USL League 1 cup competition that i'm what? not sure anyone asked for uh there's a it's starting in 2024 they'll have this new cup where it's going to be sort of like uh the world cup where they start on groups and then there's a knockout stage the groups will be regionally focused so west central and east hmm. um not a lot to say about that i think most people were hoping it would have been usl wide you know usl championship and League one, League one and League two, just probably not League two because that just is harder to do with how they're like small season, uh, mm-hmm. and only like That's you know, true. the players aren't around for long, but yeah, anyways. So, um, if that was one thing you were asking for for 2024, c- congratulations, your wish Great. has been granted. Merry um, Christmas, yeah. <laughs> anyways, uh, if you wished to hear the news that we had to share at the end of the podcast well um we welcome to the end. Realized we it. have an issue with going a little uh a wall or just you know out of commission for a while so um we've got a new plan to to deal with that a little bit so we're gonna try mm-hmm. to keep these pods to more of like a monthly basis so um we won't be as frequent as we used to with like bi-weekly or last year barely ever um mm-hmm. but we're gonna try to do at least one a month and then what we're gonna do is t- Become more of a traditional podcast where we're gonna bring some stories from the world of soccer, um, that we research a little more in-depth. We mm-hmm. maybe record them over multiple ses- sessions, you know, really kind of put it together all artistically to to really show you um what kind of journalists we are. Um and we're brilliant, brilliant professional. Um so yeah, we'll we're not gonna tell you exactly what those stories are, but uh we are going to maybe dig up some things that you haven't ever heard of about the soccer world. Um, mm-hmm. Go to some regions that might not get as much attention and tell you some interesting stories. I think, you know, one of them we had discussed that we might do eventually is you might remember a couple of years ago in the CONCACAF champions league, there was a team that was uh, paying off other players. And the guy that was paying them off was actually the owner of the team that also played on the team. Now I believe it was out of Guatemala so um we'll maybe do some in-depth stories on things situations like that or or otherwise Mm -hmm. so um we hope that you'll enjoy those those will most likely end up being like filler not filler episodes but when we are unable to make a pod for the month that'll be the pod that we release so hopefully that is well received we're very excited to do that Um, we don't usually give ourselves a ton of time to make an episode so it'll be fun to see what an episode looks like that we make over the course of a couple of months or something like that. So, yeah,
1: no, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, I think I, I was going back and looking, I think we did like four episodes total last year, yeah. the last one exactly. being in August when I was there in Tampa. Um, so yeah, you know, hopefully we can find like a, a middle ground. Um, usually weekends are best for us to, uh, both of us to record. So hopefully we can get sort of a, uh, kind of a, uh, a stash of podcasts all all made and done, and then we can kind of release them sporadically throughout the month, throughout the year, um, how, however it kind of works for us. Uh, but, you know, we, I think for both of us, both Cameron and I, like, we, we want to do this more frequently as much as we can, um, and hopefully we can, new year, new us, uh, we can lean on that and make it happen hopefully really, yeah brother that's what we said last year i'm pretty sure i said those same words hey, last year you know what we're consistent in that we're apologetic in that <laughs> right we're, we're we always apologizing we're, we keep we, going we're, we apologize you don't hear for us for four months and then we show up again and we apologize for you not hearing us for four months um yeah. so we have a good heart what what we're doing is heart coming from a good place part of gold, heart of gold, star. gold star. Well, heart, the gold star fc um hopefully not because who knows if they're still around <laughs> yeah yeah, my hearts be. need to stick around. Anyways, thanks for listening to another one. Uh, this is probably quite long,
0: so we appreciate oh. it.
1: Uh, if you skip to the end, go back and re-listen. Mm-hmm. And if you have ideas for the
0: stories we were talking about, feel free yeah. to send them our way. We'll definitely look into it, and if it's something that's got real meat to it, we'll do
1: it. Yeah, we'll uh, cut that meat off. We'll <laughs> we'll eat it. We'll shove it right in our mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Happy New Year, guys. Thanks, Carl. Thanks, Cam.